Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. And welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Nathan Vandefurt. And today's topic follows along our cancer conversation kind of spinoff podcast series that we have done. But today, we are going to talk about a a book that um, Nathan has worked with several students to pull together this group of essays focused on cancer in Appalachia. And the name of the book is called The Cancer Crisis in Appalachia. And um, I was really excited. I got a preview copy. I've never been sent a preview copy (laughs) of a book before, but I got a preview copy to prepare um, for the podcast today. And I'm excited to share with our listeners a little bit about about the actual book, the essay shared within the book, but also the the background behind it and kind of what it means for um, us in the state of Kentucky and learning more about cancer within the state of Kentucky as well as Appalachia as a whole. So, Nathan, welcome. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks, Jennifer. And um, as we as we as we talk about this, I wanted to share a little bit of your words from the preface of the book. And you you started off by saying that there's over 1.7 million new cancer cases each year in the United States, and over 600,000 cancer-related deaths. Out of all the states in the nation, Kentucky has the most significant cancer problem, with over 26,000 new cases of cancer and more than 10,000 deaths each year. Our beautiful Commonwealth ranks first in the nation in overall cancer incidence and mortality rates. So there's no doubt that um, you you kick off the, the beginning of the book by stating these staggering statistics and really making the case for um, for the need to know more about cancer within the state of Kentucky. But then a couple paragraphs later, you follow with the statements of cancer statistics are clearly important to inform our broad understanding of the impact of the disease. But data, ranks, and facts hide the personal stories of how cancer affects the nation, Kentucky, and individuals. Behind each statistical data point is a person's life and family's life that has been forever changed. Cancer patients endure many ranges of physical, emotion, and mental extremes and hardships. The turmoil of a cancer diagnosis and one's cancer journey can turn the patient, their family, and often whole communities upside down and inside out. So what I particularly enjoyed as I, as I was reading through this collection of essays is that not only you, you shared with us these statistics, but what I believe your goal was, and I want to talk more about that, is that your goal was to really and truly show the emotional side of, of cancer and how it impacts um, families, specifically within Kentucky and the Appalachian region. So let me ask you to share a little bit about um, kind of the the idea of 
of the book or the collection of essays that you've put together and kind of how it came to be? Absolutely. So uh, this book really grows out of a, a training program that I direct called the Appalachian Career Training Oncology Program. This program's goal is to train the next generation of oncology professionals who are uh, currently residents, uh, natives of Appalachian, Kentucky. Uh, and, and we want to provide opportunities for these students to go and become oncologists uh, or, or researchers or education specialists and everything in between. You can imagine uh, every type of of profession that could impact cancer in some way. Uh, it's our goal to train these students to pursue those uh, career paths. So this book uh, kind of grew from this program. It grew from, our, uh, from my interactions with the students, understanding um, their own experiences with cancer. Uh, and in particular, we have a high school component of the program. And, and when students apply to the program, they had to write an essay that described um, their experiences with cancer, why they were interested in this program. Uh, and, and many of these students' stories are just uh, fascinating um, and very emotional. Uh, and, and from those, I came up with this idea of, of uh, providing the students a, a bigger platform for telling these stories. So in the book, we wanted them to to talk about their own experiences, why they think cancer is so bad in Kentucky, uh, what could be done about it, things like that. Um, and, and as you said in the intro, uh, the cancer statistics here in Kentucky are dire. I mean, we there's no other state in the nation that has a worse cancer problem in Kentucky. And, and that's worse in the 54 counties in Appalachia. Uh, and that's a significant problem, but it's really the personal stories uh, that too often don't get told and and are what's most impactful uh, to people in terms of learning more about the disease, uh, learning more about cancer prevention and control. Um, and, and so it's telling these stories and using them as a, a way to reach the community so that we can better equip people to understand the disease and what they could do to maybe try to avoid it. I think that um, kind of that impetus behind the book is one thing that really spoke to me as I was reading through the collection of essays, that as part of your goal to educate and train future healthcare providers, I think often that, you know, a patient may sometimes be perceived that, oh, they're just a number or they are just a statistic. And I think really what this brought to light to me is that, that human side, that emotional side, and also showing how, or showing an individual or the reader, how um, our current healthcare providers or our future healthcare providers are truly vested in the patients that they care for. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, can, I can say that based on, you know, what you read in these essays, but also from personal experience. Um, you know, I say this, uh, I tell this story in the preface, but, but my dad had cancer, my mom had cancer, uh, and through their interactions with the health care system, I know that healthcare providers uh, really, really care about patients. Uh, they become very connected to their patients. I think particularly around diseases like cancer that that is so emotional um, and and has, you know, th there's all kinds of factors that play into the disease, not only physically, but socially and emotionally. And so I think healthcare provi providers really get connected with their patients and 
really have their best interest uh, at heart and tries as hard as they can to take care of their patients. Right. And I also felt like as I was reading through these essays and you know, recognizing that they are written by young people, if they're written by high school students or um, college students, so they've not yet embarked into their, their professional setting or their professional um, life goals, but they're working towards that. But as I was reading it, just as kind of the lay consumer, because this is certainly not my subject matter of expertise, some of my takeaways of just learning more about the disease of cancer came across as well. So not only was I learning about their story and their emotional investment or why they might be pursuing um, this profession into the future, but I also felt like just as a consumer of the the information that I was learning more about um, cancer itself and, you know, potential um, screenings or um, the importance of early detection and and really and truly just how myself to take better care of myself and my family. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, I'm biased, but, you know, I think this is it's such a fascinating collection of essays. So, uh, w- you know, when the students were writing these essays, they were writing it uh, from their own personal perspectives. Uh, and, and in some cases, they were learning this material for the first time as well, particularly the high school students. Um, And so they were writing this and kind of teaching themselves almost this information. Um, But as you said, I think it's going to be really powerful to the reader, particularly the lay audience who may not understand all all the details about cancer and what causes it and some of the molecular aspects of the disease. Um, so, So through the students learning themselves and putting that on paper, I think they're going to have a real impact on the community and the community's understanding about the disease. Could we talk a little bit about the student process as well? Because I have a high school student and then I've also taught college students. And so I've read quite a few papers. And um, so I know that the students had to work through a process to get to to this final product because I have an idea of what the raw product may have looked like to Absolutely. start with. And um, can you share a little bit uh, with us about that that process and how the students came to this end product? Yes. So the, the process really started out in May of 2019. Uh, I gave the students a prompt, and and basically I said, write a a 2,000-ish word essay covering sort of who you are, your experience with cancer, why you think cancer is so bad in Kentucky, and what could be done about it. So that was their mission. That's really the only information they had, the only information I gave them to start the process. Um, And then just before, uh, around June sometime, they had uh, their first draft due, uh, and then we had the students peer edit and peer review those drafts. Uh, and it was really fascinating because, um, you know, I don't know about everyone's experience in high school, but when I submitted a paper, at least in high school, I submitted it and it was done. Like exactly. I, I might have gotten a C on it, mm-hmm. but I never had to go back and redo it. Uh, but these students, uh, in many cases, some of these essays have been edited six or seven or more times. Um, either by the peer review process, where it was peer-to-peer review and editing, or me and, and there's two other editors uh, in, uh, that worked on the book as well. Um, so we just did that iteratively. I mean, it was a six- or seven-time process over the course of the summer, back and forth. Um, and it was really fascinating to me because 
um, particularly, again, the high school students. So there's, there's 25 essays in total. 20 of those come from high school students, five undergraduates. Um, and the high school students had a really broad range of writing um, skills and abilities, I think. Uh, and, and, and I didn't quite expect that. Uh, I was a novice and, and trying to understand how <laughs> this was going to work out. Um, and so I see in the preface, so m some of these are raw. Um, you know, they're not, I, I tell people, these. some of these are not Pulitzer Prize winning essays, but they're authentic. Um, and they're authentic in their rawness in, in some cases. Uh, and ultimately, I think it, it turned out to be something that is really unique. It's a unique collection of essays written by um, a group of young youth who are dramatically impacted by cancer. Uh, and, I, and I say in the essay, you have, to, you have to, I think, read these through the framework of understanding that for the high school students, many of them are freshmen, sophomore, rising juniors. So these are, these are quite young individuals writing these essays about a deeply personal and complicated issue. I will say that as I read, I could I could hear the student's voice mm -hmm. in my head, and it really it encouraged me to read more because I I do think that um, how you mentioned that that some of the essays might be a little bit raw, but I think that that is part of the process, and I think somewhat what endeared me to some of the essays yeah. is that you really and truly could tell that it was the student's own voice and it was their own emotion, and that they were having the opportunity to tell their story um, as we wrap up today if a listener would like to access a copy of the book how is it that they could go about that so currently the book is uh on pre-sale it's going to come out in uh, april april 7th currently is scheduled uh publication date you can find it on most major publication platforms the most accessible is probably amazon so if you go to amazon and uh, search for the cancer crisis in appalachia i think it would pop right up and people could order it there um, so people can pre-order it, uh, and I'm personally uh, buying a whole bunch of copies that I plan to give away uh, to as many people who will take it, because I think, to me, it's not about selling the book. It's about getting this message out there. Um, and, and the important point about selling the book, all the proceeds that we get from that are going to come back to us and allow us to do other projects like this in the future, um, which I think is great. I would love to do more things like this with the students. Um, but yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, but if you come and find me, I will probably give you a book. <laughs> <laughs> and if our listeners wanted to learn more about the Appalachian Career Training in Oncology Program, where could they find that information? You can find that on the UK Markey Cancer Center's uh, webpage, or you can just Google also Appalachian Career Training and Oncology Program, which would probably be the easiest way to get to us. Excellent. We're pleased uh, to be joined today by Dr. Nathan Vanderford, Assistant Professor in the Department of Toxicology and Cancer Biology, as well as the Director of the Appalachian Career Training and Oncology Program. I forgot to mention that at the beginning, but I wanted to make certain that we got it at, at the end, um, just in case anyone would like to follow up. Thank you, Nathan, so much for joining us today. Thank you. I had fun. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts Cancer Conversations. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, 
please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu.